Hello everyone, I'm here with Kate Anderson. Kate, welcome to the Ward family. Thank you. Kate, I know you've been in this area kind of on and off for a while, but a lot of people probably haven't had a chance to meet you or get to know you. So just to get us going here, where did you grow up? Where were you born and where did you spend your childhood years? I grew up in Salt Lake, same house my entire life. My parents still live there. Graduated from the University of Utah, eventually left with Eric. We were married when we moved away for the first time. And we've been in California for nine years now, which is kind of crazy. Almost nine, nine this summer. We spent a year of that in the beginning of COVID in Utah, but otherwise nine years here. And we started in the Heritage Oaks Ward. So when we moved back from after Utah, then it was familiar, obviously Cuesta Park, but we were excited that there was familiarity in this specific ward because we were in the Heritage Oaks for one and then Los Altos for about seven, seven and a half. And now Coast Park. Yeah. And what was it like growing up in, in Salt Lake? Oh, it was great. I love Utah. Utah's wonderful. I mean, so much family. I still have a lot of family there. Eric grew up there as well, so we have so much family there. But yeah, outdoors, mountains. I really don't like being cold. So actually, it's kind of funny that I grew up in Utah because I go back now in the winter and I'm like, my dad just smiles. He said of all his kids, he thinks I hated the cold the most. So Eric is really good about taking us skiing and getting us to do those winter sports. And I didn't grow up skiing, actually. It's kind of the one thing that, you know, conversation starters when we've lived all over the country and people just assume I'm a skier because I'm from Salt Lake. And I'm like, no, I actually didn't grow up skiing. Eric taught me when we were dating. And it's been a goal of his to get our family on skis, even though they haven't grown up in Utah. But I do love to ski now. It's super fun with my kids. And so mountains and reservoirs. I grew up fishing, camping, water skiing. Our, our family was a, definitely enjoyed the outdoors of Utah because we didn't travel a lot. I'm one of 13 kids, so we didn't really go far when we did vacations. We went to St. George. We went to reservoirs. We my dad grew up in Idaho, so he's a big fisherman, camping, that kind of stuff. So that's basically what we did growing up, which was fantastic and easy to do with a lot of kids. So. And where are you in that birth order of 13? I'm number nine. And how many girls, how many boys? Eight boys, five girls, which <laughs> still kind of just blows my mind sometimes. It was, I mean, it was all I knew. It was, I always knew we had a big family, obviously. Everyone commented about it. But growing up in it, it just kind of was normal I guess to some degree to me my best friend lived two houses up and she had two kids and so there was always this you know like obvious I come from a big family people would comment on it a lot but in the actual day-to-day -day living it felt very normal we just had a lot of people in the house all the time and yeah. I I mean my family kind of jokes that there's like kind of two halves to the family like there's the older half and the younger half and some ways I kind of felt like as I grew up, I was more like the oldest of five, which is so funny because that's even more kids than I have. I only have four, but as I you know, went through high school, I felt like you know, I still have four younger siblings. So there, there was definitely differences in the dynamic, the family dynamic through the years. But I have so many good memories of childhood being a younger sibling, you know, having eight older siblings. And there was just all, it was just always a party, always something going on. We were going to high school basketball games and sporting events and I mean I grew up going to everything in the community because my siblings were a part of all of that. So I think that made my childhood amazing and fun and I mean many ways I feel like my childhood was very idyllic with like the neighborhood and a lot going on all the time. It was great. And my parents 
were really good. I feel like, you know, even being in a big family, I felt like I had lots of opportunity to do a lot of things. I had a lot of interests. I, I don't remember ever feeling like I wasn't allowed to try this or that activity. I played sports and music, and music was a huge part of my family growing up. Sports was a big part of my family. My oldest brother played basketball for the U, and so that was, I was at like third grade at the time, right? Because like, I was number nine, and it was like, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Just so many opportunities to like learn from older siblings and be a part of a lot of local things because I came from a big family. And what kind of activities did you uh, gravitate towards? What kind of interests and stuff did you have personally? I loved sports. I loved basketball. My older brother probably had a lot to do with that. Soccer. I played baseball until sixth grade. I didn't know that softball was a thing because where I grew up, everyone just played baseball. So my dad coached me and my younger brother. My younger brother who's number 10, and I are the closest in age in, in all 13 kids. So it was kind of like, people just kind of thought we were twins all growing up, which was super fun. We were only a year apart in school. So my dad coached our baseball team through the years, which was really fun. I got to play baseball with him. I also danced my whole life. Again, music was a big part of my family. I took violin and piano throughout elementary school. I unfortunately didn't stick with anything. So that's kind of a huge regret I have. My mom kind of blames herself with the violin because that, now that I'm a parent, I know how much that falls on the parent. And I told her one time when I was older, I regret so much not sticking with violin. And she said, oh yeah, that was me. I just, you know, I broke my arm or something in third grade and then we never went back. I guess I'm just kind of amazed as a parent now how much I did. I mean, I think back then that times were different. Things were cheaper and simpler. I mean, Eric and I talk now about how, you know, Alden goes to baseball practice and everyone has their own bag and their own bat and their own I mean it's all very like almost formal and intense a little bit more and like when we grew up it was like you just showed up to baseball practice and everyone shared a bat I mean I don't know so I think the ease of doing lots of different things for fun and inexpensive was just easier um, maybe that was Utah maybe that was you know the community maybe that was just I don't know so I think I had a lot of interest in these things, but I also felt like it was just very easy to be involved with lots of different things. A lot of my sisters danced. We all did ballet. I did ballet for 16 years. Just yeah. a lot of different things. I really loved art. Just, I, I felt like looking back as a parent now, I just feel like my mom and my dad, but I just feel like they, if I wanted to do something, I did it. And I probably didn't do all of them all the years, right? But I just, I think a lot of it was self-interest and, and hobbies that I enjoyed, but a lot of it was just that my parents really encouraged us trying and doing things and signed us up. And did you grow up in the church or did your membership in the church yeah. come later in life? No, I grew up in the church. My parents, yeah, very active the whole time. My parents met at BYU. My dad kind of went to BYU on a whim with the help of you know, advice of like a scoutmaster or something, I think. His dad was not in the church and he was the oldest kid. It was kind of a big deal that he went to BYU. But yeah, they've always been active and raised us all going to church. And I think it, growing up, it was kind of just like what we did. It felt easy. It felt like the whole neighborhood was going to church and the church was right there. We all walked home. It's, I feel like that's how I learned to drive. My dad let me drive home from church, like just kind of I have a lot of memories associated with church activities and the neighborhood and stuff. I don't feel like it was until I went to college that I was more kind of like, I wouldn't say even say challenged with the church or my testimony, just more like really asking myself, what do I want? Who do I, probably more in respect of like, what do I want to do with my life? And do I want to get married? And what kind of person do I want that to be? I feel like that was kind of 
more when I had to really look at what I wanted. And where did you go to college? I went to BYU for two years, and that was kind of a last minute thing. My, uh, some of my family went to BYU, but most of them went to the U. My parents went to BYU, so we like kind of had some BYU fan in my family, but we lived right by the U, and my oldest brother played basketball there, so I kind of felt like most of us just kind of did the U. I had some friends in high school who were applying to BYU, and I was like, yeah, I should apply and maybe sign up for housing. I just didn't really know kind of what I wanted. I wasn't like a diehard BYU fan, but I was like, well, that sounds fun to go away for 45 minutes away and kind of live on my own a little bit more out of out away from my parents and family. I was actually planning to go to Utah State with a friend and then kind of just switched, and my best friend was going to BYU at the time. and It was wonderful. I went to BYU, had a great time. I always kind of felt like BYU's great, but I'm not like stuck here either. Like, again, kind of always just wondering if there's other things for me. So when I was applying to nursing school, BYU is very much a memory of me of like, I studied a lot. <laughs> I, I studied a lot, I had fun. I didn't date a lot there. I kind of just feel like I had a lot of fun with my friends and meeting a ton of people from all over and my roommates and stuff. And then I just remember studying a ton. I knew, I think I decided early on I wanted to do nursing school and people had told me you have to have good grades, you know, you have to have top grades to get into nursing school. So I think I just took that probably did a little too seriously. I just studied a lot and kind of enjoyed the academic scene. And then when I applied to nursing school, I because it was hard to get in, I decided to apply, kind of check both the U and BYU on their prerequisite requirements, and I decided to apply to both programs. Luckily got into both, so then it was kind of a decision, like, well, now what do I want to do? And at the time, the programs, that's different now, but at the time, the programs at the U and the Y, when I started, my same cohort at BYU, would have been two semesters longer than my cohort finishing at the U. So I didn't really know that initially. I kind of just was like, oh, nursing schools, it'll be the same amount of time. But then when I was trying to decide what to do, I thought, oh, that's actually quite a bit shorter. And I remember talking to one of my brothers about it, and he's like, that's like eight months of making money as a nurse, as opposed to still paying tuition. So I was like, you're right. And I like Salt Lake, guys, I had friends at the U. So I left BYU after two years and went and did nursing school with the U. And that ended up being the best decision for me. I, I think at the time I was like, you know, am I not giving BYU enough of a chance? I love BYU. I feel like and I'm not like knocking BYU at all. In fact, it's, it was a, such a great experience. But in many ways, I feel like BYU was kind of my undergrad experience for two years. And the University of Utah was my like graduate school experience for two years. Because when I did go to the U, it was like totally not an undergrad experience. It was... I was at the health sciences building and the hospitals for everything. So I don't know University of Utah campus at all. And yet that's where I got my degree. All my friends that had gone there originally did, you know, sororities, fraternities, and kind of all this. I didn't do any of that because I missed out on that the first two years. But when I say it was the right thing for me, I just thought the program for me was a really great fit. I loved the diversity in the group. There were boys, girls, my age up to one of the, my favorite people in the program was like a 55 year old mom. And at BYU, I just remember thinking at BYU I would have been with 19 year old girls like for two years, which is fine. But I just felt like it was kind of my first time like getting out into like a whole different kind of world a little bit with different people. And I just really liked that. And what was anyway, it that drew you towards nursing? A couple different things. My dad's a dentist. I felt like it was practical. It was something that I knew I could get a job with right away out of school. I watching my older siblings helped with that decision a lot and kind of what they had chose. Um, I had two, a sister and a sister-in-law who had done nursing school. I had a, um, a sister that was a dental hygienist that worked for my dad. So that was kind of actually the two kind of 
things I was going to do. Like, I decided I'm going to go dental hygiene route and work for my dad. Or I'm going to do nursing and kind of know I'll be able to get a job anywhere. And it was good that I chose the latter because I didn't stay in Utah. So I'm sure I would have found a dentist and enjoyed dental hygiene elsewhere, but I haven't lived in Utah for 13 years. So I'm glad I did nursing. And then it, nursing was good for me. It was a good experience. I did pediatric intensive care, mostly because I, that's what I chose for my capstone. Like my final semester of nursing school was that. And then after I did that, it was so hard to learn the ropes of like an actual job that I was like, I don't want to start over anywhere else as a new grad. Like I want to like stay where I am because I kind of already know it. I mean, you can't really know it all in three months in an ICU for sure, but at least I knew what I was signing up for. And I felt like if I sign up for something else, I, I have no idea, I might hate what I'm doing. So I did pediatric ICU for three years. Um, met Eric at the time when I was, we didn't know each other at the U. He also graduated from the U, but because of missions, we were kind of off schedule but that was another reason I felt like in the end the U was good for me that's where I met Eric. So you mentioned that you grew up in the church mm -hmm. as part of that I assume you got baptized when you were eight yep. and you know yep. went through the young women program and things like that. Yeah all uh, that. At what great. point in that process and maybe it even came later at what point do you feel like you actually were converted to the church like how much of it was just like hey that's we all question. go you know, this is just kind of what is expected. The whole neighborhood just kind of comes to church, yeah, you know, like that kind yeah. of thing. And so at what point in that process do you feel like you kind of gained your testimony and how did that come about for you? I don't feel like I'm one of those people that has like a moment. Like I don't, I, I feel like it was kind of like multiple drops in the bucket, I guess, just little things. My, like I said, my parents were always active and did church. My dad was very much like a he wasn't like a scriptorian, sit down, strict, patriarchal, whatever you want to call it, type of father. And he was the most amazing, kind, service-oriented person, still is, person that I ever knew. And I think my testimony comes from a lot of what he modeled, both in his life, generally being that type of person, but also with church and church service. So I think he had a huge impact on me in that way. And then, of course, in high school, you know, friends and friend groups and kind of, you know, things changing friend groups and kind of I did trying to figure out who I wanted to be and who I liked being around, who I felt better with. And then there were some moments. I mean, like I was in a car accident my senior year of high school that kind of was like a little bit of a wake up call just as far as the fragility of life. And then I think in college, like I said, it was more like, okay, what do I want to do? Like I'm done, I'm not gonna live in my parents' house forever anymore. Do I want to stay in Utah? What kind of people do I want to meet? This, the nursing school experience was good for me because it was people from all different backgrounds. And then as I was trying to date and meet people, I think that's kind of, also was a time where I decided I do want to like solidify my testimony in the gospel because I want to find someone to marry, I want to marry in the temple, I want to start a family with someone and I think dating in and of itself kind of helped me decide like what kind of person do I want to be around, what future do I see with different types of guys I was dating. And when I met Eric it was just like oh, this is totally who I want to be with and exactly what I want my life to look like. How did you and Eric meet? We met in my parents' house, which is really funny, because I was back from BYU, living at my parents again, saving money while go doing nursing school at the U, 
and then I was about to move out and then they were called as the young single adult stake leaders at the time I think none of this really exists anymore right in, in how they do the young single adults but so they were in charge of like it the the young single adults in my area but I didn't really do stuff with my home stake so it was like people from my stake were coming over but I didn't know any of them anyway I was getting picked up by another guy that night and I my parents were having their first like party with people from the stake and I just kind of went through the upstairs to leave because he was here and a friend that I had grown up with brought Eric to my house that night so I talked to him I met him and my that this friend was like you guys don't know each other he was like so surprised because I grew up with him my whole life and they were best friends in high school we went to neighboring high schools and I was like, no, I'm, you know, immediately I was like, oh, why am I leaving? Because now I'm like interested in this guy, but I left. It was like a two minute conversation. I left. So after that, it was kind of like, oh, how do I see this guy again? I had um, tons of mutual friends because I knew a lot of people that he graduated with from high school. So I just started asking people about him, kind of like, hey, do you know Eric? Do you know if he's dating anyone? And, and then two months later, they realigned the student ward boundaries at the University of Utah, and we were then in the same ward. So I didn't know this, but I showed up to church one Sunday about two months later, and he was in the ward. And I was so excited to finally see him again and have a chance to talk to him again. And then, yeah, that day I ran into another friend. I mean, this is kind of getting into way too many details, but basically a friend that I had graduated from East with played rugby with him at the U, and I knew that. And so I went up to him, I said, hey, do you know Eric? Do you know if he's dating anyone? And he, he kind of made fun of me when we were really good friends. Like, oh, I want to go out with him. And, and he's like, actually, wait, you guys totally should go out. You would be really good together. And then like 10 minutes later, Eric also came up to him separately and okay. said, hey, do you know Katie? He went by Katie. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah. This is really weird. You're bringing this up right now. And he didn't tell him like he did me. Okay. He was just like, yeah, you should ask her out. What was it that kind of attracted you to Eric? Like, what what were the things that um, either you saw or it sounded like other people also kind of saw, like, hey, you guys could be yeah, a good match? Yeah, I mean, he, I think the night I met him at my house, it was just like, I mean, I thought he was handsome. I thought he was so nice. I thought he was, he was just instantly interested, like, in like a, he wasn't like, my friend introduced him. He's like, oh, hey, how's it going? He was like, it was like he genuinely wanted to talk to me. And it, I just was like, wow. I like that guy. He was super, just really nice. And then the, at church that day, when we met, you know, that when I saw each other again, that friend had introduced us, and then he came and told me he wants to go out with you. And then he ended up setting me apart for my new calling. It was just like we kept bumping into each other that day. And then he asked me out that night. He asked to pick me up to go to this church thing. Anyway, I think from the get-go, it was just I just felt like instantly, he this guy is a good guy. Like I. I obviously didn't know if we would even date or, you know, let alone get married, but I just remember feeling like this is the type of guy I at least definitely want to go out with and go on a date with. And I think looking back, what that was, I think it's just, he just has such a good heart. I mean, you know, he's just, he just is a good guy. And I think I had a pretty high bar <laughs> because my dad was my world. I felt like I want to marry someone like my dad. He's just a good, good person. And I feel like that was that was Eric to me. He just was a really good person, just good heart. And how long did you date before you got married? We dated only about, that was, we met in October, we moved into the same ward, end of November, we dated, we got engaged in June and married in August. So really okay. fast engagement, but once we decided to get married, we just 
planned it really fast and mm-hmm. did it. So now we kind of fast forward in time a bit, and so you've been married for a while now. You have fifteen years this summer, yeah. and a uh, couple of kids. Yep. And so, what's what's it been like becoming a parent yourself? Wow, <laughs> it's crazy. It's wonderful. I mean, I always wanted to be a mom. I always wanted to have kids. You know, I grew up obviously around a lot of kids. My siblings having kids. I was an aunt really early on. So I knew I wanted to have kids and Eric did too. We talked about it. Yeah, we want to have a big family. He's one of six. I think we, you know, I never imagined my family kind of big, but we thought, you know, let's have five or six kids. Let's just, you know, that's what I'm going to do with my life. And I was a nurse, but I really wanted to be a mom. And I thought I could do both of those things. And then Eric and I, you know, left Utah and moved around a lot. I think we've moved like 13 times. I don't know, a lot of times. And throughout all that had kids and loved it. I stopped working as a nurse as soon as I had Alden. I was a, We were living in Boston at the time and I haven't worked since, which is, I've thought about going back many times and I think I could have done it along the way, but I just didn't. Part of that was a, logistically it was really tricky because we moved a lot, getting licensure and all of that. But ever since we've lived here, just enjoying the four kids and being a parent has been definitely wonderful and humbling and a constant yo-yo of feeling like I got this and other times feeling like I have no idea what I'm doing. I think it was Elder Ballard I think once that said like you don't know how to be a parent until you're done basically which basically is a way of saying kids are different and I think learning to to love them and parent them is such a challenge but also really really amazing. I think kids themselves are incredible I think the hard part is the parent kind of trying to like have no expectation of who they are and just like get to know who they are and love them as who they are. And parenting with Eric is definitely something I feel super lucky to have. I think we both have different ideas about things and strengths and you know the way he grew up, the way I grew up and I think coming together when we struggle with parenting is always better and yeah I love my kids they're yeah. awesome I feel like I have wonderful kids and I feel really lucky and I probably put a lot of pressure on myself when it comes to parenting and motherhood because it's kind of what I do especially because I'm not working as a nurse but it's super rewarding and having become a parent yourself when you think about having heavenly parents uh, has has being a parent given you any type of um, gospel type insights you know that maybe you feel like you didn't have prior to becoming a, a parent yourself I mean you just made the observation yeah. of maybe not having expectations about exactly what that kid's going to be like yeah. or what they're going to do and just kind of yeah. loving them the way that they are you know I could envision our heavenly parents feeling the same way about us in that regard but are there other things that you feel like that you've gained in terms of your testimony or your knowledge of the gospel as you become a parent? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting you're asking me earlier about like my testimony and kind of, I feel like I didn't really value my testimony as much until I had to teach it, until I had to share, until I had to like explain to my kids things about the gospel or, you know, invite the spirit in my home with song and prayer. And I, so I think that's, one thing that my kids have taught me a lot about is just the simple truths of the gospel as I've tried to teach them and yet at the same time they're teaching me like just kind of how to be loving and forgiving and sweet and kind and I think I think imagining heavenly parents 
just loving us no matter what all the time is incredible. I love that to think about Elder Holland's, I think it was Elder Holland originally, maybe he was quoting someone else, but just about the the first great commandment is to love God, but the first great truth is that God loves us. And I feel like that as a parent is so profound. Like I want my kids to know all the time that I love them no matter what. And I'm like, I feel like I'm just kind of all along the lines of parenting, I'm also thinking, well, that's probably what God wants to me to know. Like, he loves me no matter what. So I think there's just amazing, simple truths that you can really be grateful for in parenting that teach about heavenly parents and that teach about they just love us, like, despite our weaknesses, and they love us when we don't do what's right, and they love us when we do do what's right, and they are happy for us when life is going well and they weep for us when it's not and i think i i don't know if it's a combination of like my kids getting older or having kids or me aging and getting older or you know ending my 30s or i don't know just life in general and watching people around me but i just feel like there's so much to learn about how god sees us versus how we we think we need to be or how we need to perform or how we need to act or and i think god just wants willing hearts and people who love and people who try and i think the last like five or six years i feel like i've just seen a lot of sad heartache like friends and family go through really really hard things i think it's been eye-opening for me to feel like i mean i get really sad when they go through these really hard things right and i think that it's also important to know that god gets really sad about those things too like he is kind of there with us in our hard times and i think in parenting specifically i think he can be there for us and help us and as much as i love my kids he loves them even more and kind of just wants me to facilitate their aging <laughs> and their growth and development and really it's god that's going to be there for them so i think for me as I try now to think of parenting more of like, we're kind of just all here doing the same thing. And really what we need is to draw closer to God. Like I need to, and my kids need to, because they're gonna grow up and be Andy Powell next week, graduating from high school. And then they're kind of on their own in the world. I mean, I'm still here, I'm still their mom, but I just feel like at the end of the day, we all kind of need that I don't know, that spiritual relationship or testimony or something more that kind of pushes us to do good things and to love all people. I think that's I a know. wonderful place for us to end um, today. And I know, Kate, I've just loved having you and Eric and your family uh, in my life, in our ward, and you know, just look forward to getting to know all of you that much more as time goes on. And so I appreciate you sharing um, these experiences and perspectives with me, but also you know, with others in our ward. And I hope that particularly people who haven't had a chance to get to know you as, as much as I have will come say hi and spend some time with you. I think it would uh, be well worth their while to do that. So Great, thanks. Thanks for being a part of this. Thanks.